Welcome to Wednesday Night Worship at First Baptist. Tonight's speaker is Dr. Jeff Reynolds. Let's pray together. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for this opportunity to gather, even virtually, and to worship you. And we pray, Lord, that as we turn to your word, that by your word and by your spirit, you would speak to our hearts, that you would transform us by the renewing of our minds, that you would make us more like Jesus, and that you would help us to walk by faith in you. We ask it trusting you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight we continue on our journey of faith stories as we travel our way through the great hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. And this week, for the second week, we are going to Hebrews 11.32. There in Hebrews 11.32, the writer of Hebrews lists several folks uh, through whom God illustrated His power and glory as they walked by faith. And so let me read to us Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. And tonight, we're going to look at the story of Barak. The author of Hebrews writes, And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets. So tonight we're talking about Barak, but really as we talk about Barak, we're talking about Deborah and we're talking about Jael. What I want to do is read all of Judges chapter 4, for in Judges chapter 4, we get the entirety of Barak's story. In Judges chapter 5, Deborah and Barak uh, compose a song of glory unto God. So really in this one chapter, Judges chapter 4, we see that Deborah, who would become known as the godliest of all the judges, um, reigned over Israel and was the one to whom they came for wisdom and guidance uh, as they trusted God, and that Barak was her emissary. But we're going to see God work through Deborah, and we're going to see God work through a woman named Jael to bring victory to the people of God. Barak was definitely involved in the story, um, but really you can't tell the story of Barak without talking about Deborah and Jael. So look with me to Judges chapter 4, beginning with verse 1, and we're going to kind of walk our way through the entire chapter and then see some lessons that God teaches us along the way. Judges chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Herosheth Hagoyim. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, for he had 900 chariots of iron, and he oppressed the people of Israel cruelly for 20 years. Remember, when we look at the book of Judges, what we are seeing is this repeated pattern of God's people finding rest under a judge, the judge dying, God's people turning and doing whatever was right in their own eyes, and God visiting judgment upon them for every time they did what was right in their own eyes, they turned away from God. You may have found this in your life that none of us drift toward God. No, when we drift, when we do what just seems right to us, we always drift away from God. Well, that was the story of the judges. So Ehud has died and God has raised up Canaan to oppress his people in judgment. And Sisera was the captain of the army, a remarkably strong army, and Sisera was a remarkably strong leader. So the people of God cried out to God 
for help. Verse 4. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the people of Israel came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kedesh Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you? Go gather your men at Mount Tabor, taking ten thousand from the people of Naphtali and the people of Zebulun. And I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the river Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand." Barak said to her, If you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kedesh. And Barak called out Zebulun and Naphtali to Kedesh. And 10,000 men went up at his heels, and Deborah went up with him. So again, we see God speaking through Deborah, his judge, to Barak that God was going to give Sisera and his army into the hand of Barak. But God was not going to give Barak the glory. No, God was going to take the glory for himself. And the way that God was going to take the glory for himself was to work through Deborah, to work through Barak, to work through Jael, but it would all be... God's doing to bring victory to his people. Well, let's see how this unfolds. Verse 11. Now Heber the Kenite had separated from the Kenites, the descendants of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, and had pitched his tent as far away as the oak of Zaananim, which is near Kedesh. When Sisera was told that Barak, the son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, Sisera called out all his chariots, 900 chariots of iron, and all the men who were with him, from Harasheth Hagoyim to the river Kishon. And Deborah said to Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord has given Sisera into your hand. Does not the Lord go out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. And the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his army before Barak by the edge of the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled away on foot. And Barak pursued the chariots and the army to Harasheth Hagoyim. And all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. Not a man was left." Well, think about this. God has given victory to his people. As Deborah judged according to the ways of God, the godliest of all the judges, God has raised up and God has delivered his people from the hand of the Canaanites. God has delivered his people from Sisera's army. But Sisera gets away. So all of Sisera's army has been defeated, has been destroyed, but not Sisera. Sisera gets away. Well, God is going to take care of Sisera too. Let's look at verse 17 and following. But Sisera fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael came out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my Lord. Turn aside to me. Do not be afraid. So he turned aside to her into the tent, and she covered him with a rug. And he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. 
So she opened a skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. And he said to her, Stand at the opening of the tent, and if any man comes and asks you, Is anyone here? Say no. All right, let's pause there. Because what's happened is Sisera has fled to a place where he feels like he is safe. He has fled to a place where he feels like he has shelter. Jael will take care of him. And he has asked Jael to stand guard so that if Barak or any of God's people were to come, that she would awaken Sisera and she would protect Sisera. Well, let's see what Jael does. Verse 21. But Jael, the wife of Heber took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand. Then she went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple until it went down into the ground while he was lying fast asleep from weariness. So he died. You know, you have to know who's on your side. Sisera thought Jael was on his side and it turned out she was not. She was on the Lord's side. And so God would use her to judge Sisera such that as he lay asleep, Jael took a tent peg and a hammer and going through his temple, essentially nailed his head to the ground. Sisera thought he could trust Jael. He was wrong. Verse 22. And behold, as Barak was pursuing Sisera, Jael went out to meet him and said to him, Come, I will show you the man whom you are seeking. So he went into her tent, and there lay Sisera dead with the tent peg in his temple. So on that day, God subdued Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the people of Israel. And the hand of the people of Israel pressed harder and harder against Jabin, the king, Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they destroyed Jabin, the king of Canaan. God intervened. God delivered his people. Why? Well, because of a godly judge who turned toward God and turned the hearts of the people toward God. Because Barak was willing to listen to Deborah, who spoke for God and do what Deborah said. But ultimately, it was God who derived the glory from the battle. And that's what we see over and over throughout the Old Testament. That when God's people are oppressed, God raises up righteous judges. God raises up righteous leaders who lead the people to repentance and to faith. That's the story of Judges. In Judges chapter 5, Deborah and Barak compose and sing together a song. And God gives peace to his people. And then guess what happens? Well... The peace subsides because God's people in peace turn away. They do what is right in their own eyes and judgment arises yet again. But as we look at the story of Barak, as we look at the story of Deborah and Jael, who walked according to faith, we are reminded yet again that you and I are not called to walk in our own strength, in the power of our own might. No, we are called to walk by faith in Almighty God, to walk by faith in Jesus Christ, crucified and resurrected, and to know that no matter what we're facing, our God is able to bring deliverance. So what do we do? We look to Him. We listen to Him. We trust Him. And we follow Him. May it be so for us this week. And may people see the hope of Jesus Christ in each of us. Would you pray with me? 
Father, we must confess that the stories of the judges are very different for us. They're much different from what we might see in the New Testament. Uh, when you raised up Israel to serve not only as your people, but also as the instrument of your judgment on nations that turned against you, um, Lord, we're thankful that there were those great heroes of the faith like Deborah and Barak and Jael who walked according to faith, who functioned according to faith, who did not look at the greatness of their enemies and tremble in fear, but no, they looked at the greatness of their God and were fixed by faith to go and do all that you had called them to do. When we look at a world that has fallen in sin, may we not tremble in fear, but recognizing that you are always with us, may we be the kind of people who look to you and go forward in faith, carrying the gospel to all people so that they might know the God of the heavens loves them so much that he has sent his son to save them and that the redemption in Jesus Christ is available to all who will come to him in repentance and faith. And so, Lord, we pray that we would be instruments in the Redeemer's hands, walking by faith to call all people to the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Before we end our time together tonight, Lord, once again, we join together our hearts and our minds and our voices and pray that prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. And in so doing, we will answer the question, whose father? Our father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to worship with us tonight. And we hope you will join us this Sunday at 11 a.m. as we gather together to sing and worship and pray together and remember that our Lord reigns. God bless you.